as an entrepreneur, nobody knows what you're going through. Right. You can't explain it to anybody. They won't understand. They'll just say, you know, you tell somebody, oh, yeah, this is, you know, I'm literally not going to have money to pay this. And then if I don't pay that, this is not going to happen. And they go, oh, just, you know, you'll figure it out. <laughs> they don't understand that right. if that card falls, then this card falls and then the whole tower falls. And then literally my family's sleeping out on the street. So you don't understand the level of what's going on right now. I am so excited to be speaking at the Conscious Investor Growth Summit, March 8th through the 10th, out in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. It's going to be an amazing event. I'm so honored to be speaking alongside 20 plus amazing other speakers. And we're going to be deep diving into health, wealth, and mindset. You do not want to miss this event. Make sure that you find your way there. Also, Use the code ERIC, E-R-I-K, for 50% off your ticket. I hope to see you there. Keep changing the world. Dan, you're a husband, you're a father, you're a founder of Tap Out, speaker, coach. You and your wife host an amazing podcast called Pretty and Punk, Success, Love, and Kids. Thank you for your time, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on, Eric. I like to kick things off by the, the first question I love to ask people is, you know, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? Um, I grew up in uh, San Bernardino, California. Okay. Uh, about an hour, hour outside of L.A., suburbs of L.A., outside of L.A., where everybody was kind of moving in the 80s to get out of L.A. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, we, we, I had a really good family, tight-knit household, went to church and so we were really close, but we lived in kind of a bad area. So we always had lots going on there. Gotcha. You know, didn't, I never thought was, we never felt like we were in a bad area. We always just felt like that was normal to us, but yeah, you know, <laughs> we, we were in shootouts in front of our house. Our house oh. got broken into. My mom's been mugged on our doorstep and tackled down to the ground fighting for her purse. And, oh you know, gosh. it's like, so it was, it was one of those places and, uh, but we never felt, we always felt like that was just normal. So we never felt like we were in a bad place. And honestly, there were a lot of good people around there. It was just that a lot of Los Angeles element was coming into town. Sure. And we happened to be in this area where the Crips and the Bloods were really going at it pretty heavy. And so we have a lot of, I mean, one of my earliest memories, I remember my dad dragging me out of bed. I was probably about 12, 10, 12, somewhere in there. And laying on top of me as this drive-by just, I thought somebody was hammering on the side of the house with a hammer. It was so loud. It was the craziest sound I'd ever heard. Wow. I, 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 was, I, I might have started yelling or something because it literally sounded like somebody was on the side of our house with a hammer hitting my wall as hard as they could. And it, the, the gunfire wasn't at our house. It was, it was across the street and a few houses down. Wow. But uh, it was AK-47 fire, and that's why it was just so hard and heavy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. What a crazy childhood. I mean, I mean, it wasn't uh, crazy. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't, I mean, yeah. it wasn't like, I don't want it. No pity party for yeah, over yeah. here. But uh, my dad used to lay this plexiglass, like a two inch piece of plexiglass on my top bunk. Okay. So that if rounds, because, you know, people were always shooting rounds up in the air and stuff, he would lay it up. So he, he just left it up on the top bunk in case, um, you know, rounds ever came through and sure. landed and hit me in my sleep or something oh my gosh wow well man i i 
just I love your story, man, and what you've been able to do is awesome. And I want to get into your podcast though, because I'm a huge fan of your podcast. Your podcast is called Pretty and Punk Success Loving Kids. I love this name, man. People need to be listening to this show. But how do you involve your kids in the creative process, and, and how has their perspective kind of shaped the direction of the show? Well, you know, I think growing up like that, I never wanted that for my kids even though like i want to stress that my parents gave me the best childhood they were sure they're still married today i'm lucky enough to still have them both and they're amazing parents um we like i said we never they always made us feel like we were safe Mm -hmm. and i never felt like we were in danger or anything like that although those things did happen yeah but um you know so but i wanted i wanted my kids to not and though I didn't feel that way, I guess you always want better for your kids. You sure. always, you know, I want them, I want better for them. And I hope that they want better for their kids. And that keeps growing generally, generationally. But, um, yeah, we just wanted, we kind of, I got this experiment really for my wife because my wife had grown up in her mom's, her mom was a single mom, uh, after she was five years old, her parents were divorced and, um, she had two real older brothers. She was kind of like a surprise kid. So okay. she was a lot younger than her two brothers. Yeah. And uh, she just, she grew up in her mom's jewelry store and working, you know, wow. like just being in and around it all the time. And she became this awesome entrepreneur who eventually started her own uh, architectural concrete company, making millions of dollars and she sold it back in 2012. But it's, you know, I think that all came, or we both believe that that all came from her being exposed to this type of um, situation yep. and being educated through watching her mom deal with this stuff every single day. I mean, at some point, her mom was early on when she was real young, her mom used to have like two or three jobs uh, cleaning houses, cleaning corporate offices, and then also trying to run a small antique store. And eventually that all flushed out to this jewelry store that did well for her and, and lots of real estate. So, you know, it was just like kids are not going to learn to do that stuff unless they're exposed to it, unless they yep. see it, unless they see it firsthand. And the schools aren't going to teach it to them. Right. And so we have to be responsible for if we want our kids to learn financial literacy, if we want them to learn how to be um, or how to have a good mindset so that they can be tomorrow's leaders and future entrepreneurs. We have to teach that to them. And that's really what our podcast is about. It's just about kind of what we go through. We're not perfect. You know, we're going through, we're finding things that work and sometimes things don't work. And yeah. we're, it's a constant riding the ship. But mm-hmm. I feel like we're onto something because our kids are, they're amazing kids. Yeah. Um, the, uh, my, my son, Daniel, who's, you know, six years old, he's, speaking in front of audiences of 3000 people <laughs> delivering speeches, doing quotes every day. I mean, he's just extraordinary. And, and our daughter too. And um, they're just really doing things that are outside the box. They're learning to be tomorrow's leaders and entrepreneurs. And that's what we want for them. Oh, so good. And Daniel's one of those guys that like, I, I started following his page on Instagram. I, I mean, he is so motivational. I show it to my kids. They get <laughs> fired up. I mean, it's so good. When did you start to see him kind of have this passion or this interest in entrepreneurship and motivation? Well, I mean, since uh, I think just, again, just being around us, luck, we're lucky enough to be, oh, great. Here we go. The oh, it's all system. good. <laughs> um, it's all good. Uh, 
<laughs> so anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think since he was really young, just watching us, because we've been both fortunate enough to not have nine to five jobs. So we haven't yeah. had to like be in a place where we couldn't, we weren't around them all the time. So they saw, I mean, and they would come to our meetings. So we'd bring them into these big meetings and they just, when you just grow up around it, it becomes natural to you. When you speak to people regularly, it becomes natural to you. We'd make yeah. him, we do little things like, um, and some of the things we like to teach is just sending your kids to go ask if they want something at a restaurant, we send him to go ask the waiter, Yeah, you know, put your conversation together. What are you exactly you going to ask him? I have him repeat it to me and then I'll send him up there to say it. Mm-hmm. It's because if they're not, you know, it's so hard because kids today, they don't learn in this uh, laptop living and uh, phone, you know, head in the phone lifestyle. Totally. They, which by the way, we don't let our kids do, but yeah. um, we, they they don't, they learn to like have this, I don't want to have to speak to people type attitude and they don't want to have conversations because they're used to texting the conversation. They're used yeah. to um, not have using your words correctly not being able to express your ideas correctly so we want to put them in places where they have to do that stuff so that Mm. they learn from uh you know they're from just doing yeah and they see us doing it we have these conversations where if my son was here right now if i was at home he would be sitting right next to me for this podcast because i want him to hear how these conversations work and the conversations that we have he finds those words and and he's you know often in the middle of the day we'll have um you go to these like mindset videos on YouTube and it has a bunch of different speakers all looped together, you know, in a mindset video to be like three hours long. We'll play one of those just during the, you know, he might be running around playing with his, he's, he has a, he loves he's right now. He's into dominoes and he's like oh, setting nice. up all these dominoes sets, you know, and big little things and big walls and all kinds of things going on. We just want him to use his mind as much as possible, yep. but he'll, um, we'll have this playing in the background and it just, we just want these words to be running through his head constantly. These conversations, not to mention we, we do affirmations with him every morning, prayers and, and affirmations with him every single morning, gratitude at night. And we just want them to constantly be thinking like this. And it's really an experiment because not that we both kind of had that, you know, my parents were great, but it wasn't like a focused they, there wasn't a focus on it, sure. but they, they always spoke good words. And obviously she was um, brought up in and around that. So she had, she was bombarded with that a little bit, but we're trying to be intentional more mm-hmm. and, and see what that looks like. But it's really an, a social experiment. We believe it'll work. Um, we hope it'll work. <laughs> they, they're, they're great kids so far. They're made, They're so well behaved. And so yeah. it, it's really just, it's refreshing when you sometimes see kids acting up at a restaurant or, you know, I was watching a video. It was horrible. Like watching a video of this dad or this mom giving a car to her 16 year old, 15 year old kid or 16 year old kid. It was a, you know, they looked kind of well off um, family and they were given a, um, a brand new Tesla to their daughter. And she's like, I don't want an electric car. What? You know, it's like, <laughs> I want it that's stupid. Like I want a real car, like a real car with gas and stuff, you know, and it's like, I want my kids, they, they, they're grateful for everything. If we give them, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll buy them a little action figure or something, you know, and 
they're super grateful for the little things because how are they going to be grateful for the big things if they can't be grateful for the little things? Totally. So we're just trying to, you know, give them those tools and experiences because it all rests on us as parents to do that. Yep. Man, it's so important to, I think, let kids be kids. And we are definitely, my wife and I are raising our kids. My daughter's 13. My son is 10. They don't have access to the internet. They don't have iPads. They don't have cell phones. Like we watch a movie on Friday night, maybe Saturday night. But other than that, like there, they can go play and like imagination and go create things. And my son loves like, you know, dude, perfect. And doing like marble races and hot wheels and stuff like that. And, you know, we just thought like, you know what, we don't want our kids to be inundated by the craziness of social media and everything in their face all the time. So we've really kind of implemented this, this, you know, screen free household, except for on Friday and Saturday, we will watch a family movie, but so important for our kids to just be themselves, you know? Yeah. It's really hard to do. I mean, when they get exposed to it, we've yeah. noticed Daniel, we've exposed them to a couple things and, you know, I can see where he, gravitates to want to do those things more mm. like um you know we'll have him I, like certain times i'll have him watch a documentary i haven't watched a documentary probably just about every day on he's supposed to watch one every day um if he doesn't it's usually my fault because i didn't okay. i wasn't there i didn't set it up or whatever <laughs> yeah. but um i i want him to watch a short like five minute documentary sometimes it's about the planet sometimes mm. it's about space sometimes it's about uh you know a uh, president or Benjamin Franklin or them building a spacecraft or volcanoes or whatever it is. I just want him to learn things. I want mm-hmm. his brain to get used to learning. And so we've been doing that, but through that, you know, sometimes he'll want to watch like a dude perfect and things like that. And it gets, and we might watch this uh, guy, Mark Rober. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with him, oh, yeah. but like guys like that, they're great, but, you got to curb the screen time still, you know, totally. so you're trying to limit the screen time and there's an itch to, you know, it's, it's compulsive. You watch a little bit, you want to watch more and you want to watch more. And so it's a, it's, it's challenging. You got to balance that and it's yep. for his own good. And I know sometimes he wants to watch it and it, and I still see it as good television. It's good. It's educational. Sure. It's smart for them. It's the right programming. It just, it, too much of anything even if it's good is not good you know what i mean oh yeah yeah we we decided to bring our kids home and do homeschool this year and they've gone to you know they've gone to a private christian school for the last first grade through sixth grade for my daughter and um even in that type of environment the i think just the worldly desires and stuff like that that we didn't want our kids to be around we're like now i mean we're paying a bunch of money and and there's still bullying there's still harassment there's still like if you're parent is a teacher they're getting away with stuff like now we're bringing this home and it's been such a huge difference to see the confidence in my kids just at home being taught by my wife and i work from home full time so it's all four of us in the house all day long and it's cool i get to see them for breakfast and lunch and if i'm running down to get coffee or something but we just had to pull those kids out and and say man we want to raise our kids how we want to raise them you know yeah we're the we're the same exact way where our kids are home we're home uh, we get to be in and around them. I, I, I'm just talking to my wife yesterday. The one challenging thing that we kind of are trying to figure out as we go is we don't want our kids. A lot of our work is on, on a phone, you know, yeah. so I'm doing work on a phone, but it's challenging because they see us on a phone. Mm-hmm. So they learn from what they see. 
And when they see us on the phone all the time, I could be on a phone, you know, like maybe I'm watching a learn, you know, some video that I have to learn how to do something. And I'm setting up and because I consult for a bunch of different companies. So I'll have to watch some of their programming. So I understand more about back their back business or they have a a video that they put out to all their employees. So I'll need to watch those things. And so they see me on my phone a lot or on my laptop a lot. And I don't want them to think that that equals what they're doing necessarily. Like some, I have to, because it's my business and, but telling them and showing them are two different things. And so we, we were talking, we've been discussing like, speaking through talking through what we're doing each time we're doing it so sometimes i'll be on a call or I, or uh watching a video and i'll come at, i'll ask my son daniel to come over and tell him look i i'm we're watching this video today about what this is going on and and this um this uh new program that's being implemented for marketing uh mm-hmm. for this company that we're working with and I'll speak to him like we're doing it together. You know, it's like, and my wife too, because she doesn't, she helps me. She kind of comes over the top with consulting in different areas that she has more expertise in. Yeah. And so I'll say, mommy and daddy are working on this right now. And this is what's going on. This is why they're doing this. And this is why they're implementing this. And I'll, I'll, I'll make that part of his, like, sometimes he doesn't, like, he usually is pretty good about wanting to hear all that stuff. And he'll ask sure. me questions. But sometimes he wants to do other things. You know, he's like, yeah. Dad, I'm building a wall right now on my <laughs> Legos. It's like I'm six stories high. You know, I have two more stories to go. Can I go back? Yeah. But I'm like, Daniel, listen to me. You need to hear this, okay? I'm just, I just want you to understand exactly what we're doing for these people because you're doing it too. I tell him too. You're a part of this. Yeah. So you got to come up with ideas. So I'll make him throw a few ideas down even if I don't actually implement them or use them. I'll say, what would you have them do if, you know, right now they're trying to figure out how to market to these type of people. You know, what what do you think are some good ideas? And he'll throw out some, like, you know, his best, just his best foot forward. I just sure. want his brain thinking like that. Yeah. So, you know, we're, it's it's always challenging, but I enjoy the challenge. I'd rather them it be that than them being in school. And, um, you know, it just kind of just gets so status quo when they're in school and you're not, you're hoping that their teachers are teaching them what they're supposed to be learning. But they're in, you know, today they're probably not. Right. Oh man, it's so huge to to involve your kids and things. And I've been podcasting since 2017. So my kids really up until they like a year ago, they just thought my full-time job was just podcasting because I knew that I was always talking with people and, and, Oh, it's top rated of Oh, you're talking on a podcast today, you know, and it's so fun to just engage them in. And sometimes they'll sit in the room behind a camera when I'm doing an interview. I'm like, Hey, just be quiet and listen. And, and they'll, they'll listen. And it's so cool to engage that. You mentioned earlier, like, you know, you guys do prayer and affirmation with your kids. How much does faith play into your role as a dad, as a, as a husband and as a business person? Well, my personal feeling is that you can't have a family without faith. Like it just, it's not, if you don't build that foundation of family without faith, I know that's what kept our family so strong. My wife, you know, she, she grew up Catholic. Uh, I grew up in, uh, in the Mormon religion. So um, we now both practice more of a Christianity version of that. Yeah. And it's, but it was so important just knowing that my parents were putting God first place in their relationship and in our, you know, their relationship with us. And I, I know that that's why they're still together. 
I know that that's why I turned out and my brother turned out the way we did. And I want that same outcome for my kids. I, I want to give them more. I want to yeah. sprinkle more on top and I want to, you know, load them up with some more information, but I want their foundation to be based around their relationship with God, because I mm. think it's important. Huge. Yeah, man. So, so important for, for that. And just downstairs, my wife starts every school day off with reading the Bible with our kids and just having like real conversation with them, you know, not just like, this is what it is, like how it relates today. My wife's really just a genius when it comes to translating that into more of a conversational language that my kids can understand, you know? Yeah. My uh, wife's so much, but yeah. I mean, she's the one who's really pushing forward. Like we both believe the same thing, but she's, she's the driving force of yeah. making sure that it's in front of them every single day. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, you know, I've been married for, for coming up on 19 years next oh. year. Leading the way, buddy. Yeah, I tried, man. I mean, not every year is rainbows and sunshine, though, as you probably know, being married. And, and, but like for newlyweds who are just getting married, what's something that you guys implemented in your marriage that has helped it kind of thrive? Um, you know, we, we had some challenging times, you know, trying to figure we're both headstrong. We're both, we're both hard to get along with. Um, so you put us both in the room together. We're like, you know, we're two balls of energy usually go in different directions. Yeah. So it's been really nice, like just working out conversations and checking in with each other to make sure we're on the same page about things. Um, I, uh, I think just being as truthful with each other as you can about how you're feeling and what's going on through your head has been probably, you know, I've always been, I kind of grew up. And in my business, having to keep everything internalized. Mm -hmm. So it was really hard for me to kind of come out of that shell because I just wanted to handle things like nobody yeah. else. could. You know, you don't nobody knows what I'm. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tracy down at Tranquil Turn Massage in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Look, my wife and I, we see Tracy and her team every single month for a couple's massage, and it is the best thing. Tracy is a master massage specialist and a Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. You need to reach out to Tracy and her team. Make sure that you tell them that I sent you, and you'll get 25 bucks off your next massage. Also, while you're there, check out CDA Brows, Body, and Ink. Make sure to tell Tracy that I sent you, and you'll save 100 bucks on your next tattoo brows and plasma tightening services. As an entrepreneur, nobody knows what you're going through. Right. You can't explain it to anybody. They won't understand. They'll just say, you know, you tell somebody, oh, yeah, this is, you know, I'm literally not going to have money to pay this. And then if I don't pay that, this is not going to happen. And they go, oh, just, you know, you'll figure it out. <laughs> they don't understand that right. if that card falls, then this card falls and then the whole tower falls. And then literally my family's sleeping out on the street. Mm -hmm. So you don't understand the level of what's going on right now. Yeah. And so it's hard as an, so you internalize all that stuff because you have to keep a facade out there that everything is okay. Because if everybody thinks that, you know, if you start, you don't, first of all, you don't want to be that person. You want to be, you're a positive person. You're trying to stay positive about the situation. And I can remember just my business, you know, constantly in, it was constant fires going on all the time. So I was, I was just internalized, you know, people would ask you, how's things going? Great, man. We're killing it. We're, <laughs> yeah. Look at, did you see last UFC? We were all over the place. We were all over these guys. Did you see us on him and him and him and him? Did you see that deal we just did with the UFC when they said, brought to you by tapout.com? You know, it's like, 
those things are exciting for us and that's what we wanted to push out there that was but they didn't see what was actually going on behind the scenes yeah so i was i was forced to internalize a lot of that stuff so when you get into this type of relationship and you're married you don't want to necessarily tell your wife that things aren't good here or not good there this is not working or that or you just lost a hundred grand on you know something stupid and yep. you know bad mistake or you know this investment worked or didn't work you know you well you want to tell them when it worked i can remember my wife yelling at me one time i was in the shower i made like the stock went through the roof. We made a million bucks on this stock. I'm singing in the shower. You know, like, <laughs> she's like, why are you so happy? And I'm screaming and yelling, million dollars. I'm, you know, it's like crazy. Anyways, but that's the good times. <laughs> so awesome. you, don't want, you don't want to tell them about the bad times. You don't right. want to talk about when those things go sideways or sad, you know, or this has happened or that's happened. You don't want to talk about those days. So yeah. you, you want to shelter them from that because that's what you feel like your job is as a man. But you there's some there's some there's some parts of it that you just have to communicate with and when you have that communication and let them know look i'm going through some stuff right now i'm trying to get this deal done and this is happening and i feel like i'm 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 on fragile ground and this doesn't work out this could be bad because i could lose this contract and then and then i'm going to feel like i let this person down and you know i'm going through a lot of this any help you can give me would would be great because I'm just mentally, I'm breaking down here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think just, um, being truthful about those things when you can in the right places, the right time, I still hold things back. There's still times when, you know, things aren't working out. So let me figure this out. I'm going to make them work right now. It's not good, but I'll tell her when it works because I'm going to make this thing work out. And, you know, there's times for that as us as men, we have to, find those you know when is it the right time when is it not the right time but i think having those conversations and we just kind of have this thing where anytime things get a little out of whack and we're you know at each other you know at each other's throats a little bit and somebody just has to come forward and we just hold each other's hands and we say look we're on the same team we're Mm -hmm. on the same team we're on the same team and uh, we just look in each other's eyes and just say we're on the same team and it lets each other know that, like, hey, whatever you're trying to do and you're mad at me about and whatever I'm trying to do and I'm taking it out on you, we're on the same team. We're both trying to accomplish the same goal together. We're just seeing two different versions of that. And uh, we just have to we just have to, you know, get back refocused and connected and uh, know we're working both towards the same thing. That is huge. I posted a, a photo not too long ago of this guy, this dad who's just holding his kid and he's got arrows in his back and a, yeah. a sword in his side. You know, it's like those are the things that we take on as men. And yeah. not to say women, you know, I do credit to women too who take on a ton of it. I'm just saying totally. as men, we feel totally like this rests on our shoulders to protect our family yep. and we would die for it. You know, it's yep. like at the end of the day, we would die for less yes. than uh, I think not a woman would put her life on the line in a second for their kid. Yep. But there's certain things that women just be like, uh, you know, if, if that, that doesn't work out, we'll figure it out. You know, yeah. men, maybe cause we're stupid or whatever, like <laughs> we'll find small things to d- jump on a sword for. Right. And because 
we feel like the world's resting on our shoulders and depending on us. And it's probably why, you know, men's suicide rate is five times as high as, as women's suicide rate, just because, you know, and, and please, if you, if anybody, you know, is needing that type of help, get that help, speak to yeah. somebody because tomorrow's always going to be better. And yeah. I'm a testament to that. I've been in times where, you know, I'm, I don't want to ever say I'm, I'm not suicidal by any means. Sure. I always feel I'm a positive thinker, but I always feel for people who maybe aren't quite as in, in the headspace that I'm, I feel like I, I'm in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there who are a little more, you know, maybe because of childhood trauma or whatever's gone on in their life, they're a little more fragile when they, those things come. They just need to know that it's going to work itself out. And yep. sometimes you just need to lean into somebody and, you know, try to figure it out because they will help you get through it. And yep. the next day, you know, eventually the sun's going to be shining again. Yes, man. Dan, I love this conversation, man. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and, and uh, man, being outside and, and hopefully you didn't get too cold there. But, man, I'm so appreciative of you taking time and joining me on the show today, dude. Yeah, no, it's been fun, man. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.